Hi, welcome to Consensual. This is Leah. I'm Ayla. I'm Lorian. In this episode, we're focusing on Title IX. We really hope you enjoy our podcast. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to start this discussion off with just a little warm-up, asking what is Title IX and what does it mean? Um, Just because a lot of people don't actually even know that this really law exists, that this law exists. Um, Yeah, so just going to hand it over to Lorian to describe that. So Title IX uh, of the Education Amendments of 1972 prohibits sex discrimination in any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So basically that just means in any like government-funded education-related sphere, whether it's sports or just like in school, and it goes from like K-12 to college at and all of that stuff, um, any sort of sex-based discrimination is unlawful. So, like, a lot of this has to do with funding, especially for sports teams, but then also sexual harassment is under that umbrella. Right. So, yeah, so although Title IX does apply to athletic programs, it also pertains to safeguarding the rights of students in a wide range of educational settings. So, um, like Leah said, like other things that fall under Title IX are like bullying, um, and then, like she said, sexual harassment and sexual assault. And another rule kind of under Title IX is that schools must notify all students and employees of the name or title and contact information of the Title IX coordinator. So that's just a basic kind of runaround of what Title IX is. Yeah, and then something that we want to talk about was just how hard it is to find all this information, like, specific to, you know, your school, our school. Um, And so, Ayla, when we were doing, like, our research, like, do you want to, like, tell tell them about, like, how, what, what your experience was, like, trying to figure out who our coordinator was? Right. So I was doing, I think all of us were doing, like, a lot of research, like, up until this podcast. Um, and even looking, even looking online, just basics, um, it was kind of difficult to find uh, anything about Title IX that wasn't relating to either sports or college or both. Like, it was a little hard to find information, like, specifically on sexual harassment um, and sexual assault. And it, it was rare to see them talking about high schools or any other schools, even though those are, those fall under the Title IX uh, restrictions. And when I was looking specifically at the Conval website, um, I know that uh, one another SBOC member, Reagan Riffle, was able to find out who our coordinator is early on. And so I do know who it is, but I was looking on the website to see if I could find out from the website um, just so that we could refer people to yeah, it. Like how available is yeah, like, and this also, information? Yeah, and like, Lauren, yeah, um, also see just like how easy is it to find out this information. And I like... I looked head to toe on that website. Um, I I was looking in the staff directory. I was looking in the Convell like administrative team. I was looking at Convell's profile. I was looking at Convell's quick facts page, which has like um, all their like any like number or address or like anything you need to know. Um, I was looking at the athletic pages because like a uh, a lot of times the athletic director is who the Title IX coordinator is. And I looked in the counseling um, area, like I, and I also looked in the student handbook, and none of these places even like discussed there being a Title IX coordinator, nor did it say who ours was, mm-hmm. and that was just, 
kind of definitely just showed me that this problem kind of is a problem because uh, like, like one of the rules was earlier stated is that schools must notify all students and employees of the name or title and contact information of the Title IX coordinator. And I just like, I think our group as a whole has always kind of recognized that our school doesn't necessarily do that. And my research really just kind of solidified that for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, so it's like if you have been like assaulted or harassed or anything that falls under this, like you have to, you can't just like go and easily report it and like get what you want out of the situation. Like you probably would have to like talk to multiple people to find the person you're looking for and to be able to report it and do everything that you need to do like following a harassment and that's obviously not right. Right, and not being able to find this information like it does make it more difficult to report um, because it's like you don't necessarily know that there there is a solidified process in place mm-hmm. that will like, that is there for these like specific things being reported mm-hmm. and I think that definitely yeah. probably um, influences that statistic that says like how many people are actually like sexually harassed or assaulted compared to the people that actually end up reporting Mm -hmm. yeah it's like they have these resources but if you aren't showing anybody them you're not going to use them and then when people aren't using them like it's just gonna like it's just a continuous cycle of it just getting more like the title nine coordinator like just getting more and more lost because nobody knows about it right exactly and and what you said about how when you were doing the research like so much of it was like college based and like how hard it was to find like um information uh, specific to you know middle school high school and like even elementary mm-hmm. school because it is um necessary for like all public schools to have it not just like the upperclassmen you know uh students so like that's another thing i think because like obviously sexual harassment does not like start in college or like people are getting assaulted when they're like in their young teenage years if not even earlier like because you know there's like family stuff and like it's not and we know statistics like national statistics like worldwide statistics say that you know most sexual assault like is people you from that you know it's not like stranger stuff so it's like and and you're surrounded by by people who could be um a perpetrator like from a very young age so like obviously those resources like just because like people might not be having consensual sex obviously like in kindergarten yeah <laughs> like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really like mean that like those resources don't need to be readily available and mm-hmm. talked about right because yeah. like i said like even bullying falls under title mm-hmm. nine mm-hmm. and yeah. um there are ways to like teach yeah. it and there yeah. are ways to teach prevention exactly in yeah. like and it a doesn't have to do anything with sex yeah. or yeah. like sexual violence necessarily exactly. at a young age and the thing is that like we know we know that the school is doing this like we know that the school does have a title nine uh, coordinator and we do know that they must be like following all the regulations of the law because it's a law and they mm-hmm. have to be and they'd be in trouble if they weren't. So, like, we do know that our school is doing it. It's just a matter of, like, sharing this information and resources with this with its students that I think is, like, much more, like, very important that they just, I think, are a little bit failing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we were talking a little bit before about, like, how if our coordinator or if coordinators in general were a little bit more active, like, in the hallways, like, talking to students, like, making, like, checking up on things, like how they'd be more like understanding of like the kind of culture at that school and like what is actually going on and then maybe like 
would be able to like adjust things like how the school runs like based on that so that like to to prevent you know future like um instances where title nine and like it needs to be needs to be used i guess if that makes sense yeah i agree um do you guys want to talk about how title nine should look just like going off that um kind of talking about what lauren was saying like kind of if the coordinator was doing this and like mm-hmm. things might be better so maybe let's talk in general about um like other things that our school could maybe be doing better to enforce that. Well, I think just like the the biggest thing for me is just like, uh, like obviously like awareness is great, but like you can't really like nothing gets done just from people being aware. Like, mm-hmm. cause people are aware of like so many problems in our country and like, and, but you have to think of like what is actually being done to like, to help that yeah to, it's like, definitely it's meant to be the first step it's not yeah it's like not you shouldn't feel good you shouldn't like feel good just because you know like you know this is a problem yeah it's like, like oh i know like my like campus students are like getting sexually harassed and sexually assaulted like on a weekly basis yeah. but like but that's all that's that's the last that's all i need to do i just yeah. need to know <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean beyond awareness i guess so like having the resources like knowing about title nine all of your students should know what title nine is mm-hmm, if you're right. gonna make us read the handbook every beginning of the year and sign all this stuff and if you're gonna make us read like the dress code and be like oh i can't wear this i can't wear that like you should also know who your title yeah. nine coordinator is like it's so related yeah Cause especially because it's a right like it is like it, yeah. and all of these websites that you find information about title nine like literally one of them is called no year nine because so many people in the country like don't know it and mm-hmm. it's like a right and and yeah. it's just kind of like something that goes yeah. and like without saying it's just so weird because it's not like 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 people are aware of it like in like assault and all of that like especially is not a rare thing at mm-hmm. all like i'm sure that if like like kids knew about like the resources that they do have like a lot more would be done about it but they don't it can, and it's just is like like I get that like sometimes you find out like oh the school actually has this whole program for like something random that like nobody really uses because it just doesn't like they don't people don't need to use it that often but like this is like happens all the time and it's like a real problem right and like, like we've been saying it's a large umbrella or yeah. it's a large topic like a lot of things fall under it um and it's definitely something that should be a little more known. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, an example of, like, something that could be different if Title IX was a little different, at least in our school. Like, if, if we had, if, if our school was a little, like, tighter on making sure that uh, Title IX is, like, specifically followed and that students are, are knowing that um, they have the right to report violations of this law to their school, maybe it's that if you get like sexually harassed in class or if someone makes an inappropriate comment and it actually does make you uncomfortable and you don't take it as a joke like maybe it's very easy to go to your uh coordinator to let them know like hey like i received this comment today like i received this um this little bit of harassment and i wasn't comfortable with it and whether or not the school is actually like reporting that to the police like at least it's uh it's the school's like obligation and liability to do something about it because if they allow harassment bullying uh assault anything that's sex-based discrimination to happen on their campus they could potentially have a lawsuit against them so like they also want to do something about it um 
But it, and it totally doesn't have to be, like, a punishment thing. Like, like that kid who made that joke does not have to, like, go to detention or, like, get the police called on. Like, that's, exactly, like, I think that's, exactly. like, a much, like, ex- like a, an extreme thing for, like, I guess, like, the realm. Like, obviously, like it can get as extreme. But like, like, continuous bullying or something like that. Exactly. But, yeah, so, like, if, like, a student is actually, like, in danger, like, obviously, like, some, some bigger steps need to be taken. Like, maybe with some, some workers specific to, to those cases. But... But it can, like, most of it is just, like, knowing what is happening and then being, like, okay, what's the next step? Like, how am I going to prevent this in the future? How am I going to make sure that, like, students aren't experiencing this when they come to school, like, trying to learn? Exactly. So even if this student, like, even with that small little thing, like, a comment that's a little, like, feels like harassment. Like, even if if our school and if our students were comfortable enough with their Title IX coordinator – then they could like go and they could report that to their coordinator and the coordinator doesn't have to do those like big things that Lauren was talking about. But then the coordinator has better information to know like what's Mm -hmm. happening in their school and what they can do to make this culture better to make it so that these comments aren't like sliding out in class. Yeah. Because like Lorian said, it doesn't deserve like a huge punishment. There's like a disconnect between like what kids are like going through daily and like what the people who have the resources to help Mm -hmm. them know about and especially reading survey responses i don't know if people um, are familiar we recently sent out a 2020 consent survey and it had a question on it that specifically said um like would you be comfortable reporting your sexual assault or harassment to a counselor and a major, like a strong majority of people said no 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 specific to like not at all school right yeah. yeah so it's like it's very clear that like Leah said, there is a disconnect and there are a lot of students that aren't comfortable with the resources that they do have at the school because the school doesn't focus on making those resources in the culture, like, mm-hmm. communicative, if that's the yeah. word, and, like, and um, very together, and it's just, that's a problem yeah. in itself. And also just the general, like, shame culture that, like, and, like, victim blaming and all of that, and, like, like we were talking about, like, the embarrassment that you might feel. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of its own like big issue but that's obviously really tied into this because it's a lot of the reason that people don't report Mm -hmm. yeah and like reporting those like jokes and stuff like it's or like those things that seem little like it it might not be like something that you have trauma from necessarily or that you are like thinking about days and days after it happens but like culture like builds upon itself and i think that's something we've been talking a lot lately about like how those jokes like they, it snowballs and it becomes like a much bigger issue and like we have to like start pre- like you have to like prevention happens when you are stopping things at a smaller level before it can you know, roll into like those right. bigger things like sexual assault exactly like if 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 there's one student that is known for making these like jokes or these like comments that people may actually perceive as harassment like if that person doesn't get stopped or if no one goes up to that person and tells them like hey you're making people uncomfortable or anything like that that person's never going to stop because they're never going to realize they're doing anything wrong because in their eyes everyone's just laughing yeah they're getting laughs yeah right so it's like like, that like i'm funny or like negative attention from like 
one girl in the class who like decides to say something or not like a, a girl necessarily but like any like maybe there's like one student who yeah who decides that like they're gonna say something but like if everyone else is laughing like what is right that's not gonna do some anything yeah and I think that just this overall point that we are trying to get across is just that if if our school was more communicative I'm gonna use that word again mm-hmm. um, and with us as students I think that we could just have a better overall culture mm-hmm. where um where people felt more comfortable in their school and they felt more comfortable with their administration and with their teachers and their counselors. And then at that point, um, resources are far more available to these students because they actually feel comfortable using them. Mm -hmm. Whereas right now, since um, there is such that disconnect that Leah was talking about, that that isn't happening. Students don't feel comfortable with their administration. They don't feel comfortable with their counselors or teachers. And that's definitely a conversation that like, needs to happen between faculty and students and I and it and it can't be on students to like figure out how to be comfortable mm-hmm. with their counselors like like that's not on on the students on no, the survivors it, like, on their like the people to... who who are experiencing this like yeah it's, it's like the, the, <laughs> the counselor's job to like help students through right. stuff so like and students shouldn't sure have to tackle like in like if you're already going through something or have gone through something you shouldn't also have to like work up the courage to talk to somebody that you don't feel comfortable around to get the help that you yeah. deserve like yeah that's not that's like counterintuitive to the point of like counseling at should least, be helpful like, yeah at least if like that counselor's job position is titled as like we're here to help you like like I guess like maybe as an adult if you're going through something then it's like it's up to you to like go see a counselor or, like decide what you're going to do about it or something but it's a little different when you're in school and that person's entire job is surrounded mm-hmm. with, like, we're here to help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're here Especially for you to talk to. since it's, like, if on campus, like, it means that it's, like, it's involved with your learning. It's, it's debilitating, like, your experience of learning. Mm-hmm. And, like, and just, like, and it might not seem, like, when you first think about it that, like, jokes or, like, little like you know like someone like hitting on you like in class but like see it would be a big deal or like would stop you from like but it may it makes it so that you're not focused on like your your what the teacher is saying you know and like Mm -hmm. and you're not focused on like getting your work done or like and you're not and then you end up not being comfortable in class and you might like and and it changes like the environment of of where you're supposed to feel safe and I think for a lot of people it it ends up not being safe anymore right and, and or there are certain people that those people just won't go around or if they have a class with they have to make sure they aren't like partnered with that person mm-hmm. or something like that yeah and also I think not I, I don't think that these resources should be should be like um pushed out like specifically towards like just like the young women in school like I feel like sometimes that is like a little bit like like one group of people will be like oh like this needs to be something that people know more about and then sometimes I think that it like targets like maybe um a bigger majority of like who reporters usually are but like mm-hmm. but anyone can be uh like experience sexual harassment or experience yeah sexual and i assault. feel like that almost like adds to the like taboo factor of it where it's mm-hmm. like this is like you can't openly talk about like even reporting sexual violence right, because like, people it, only see it as it makes it even more unlikely that like a student like a a, a young like man student male man student, <laughs> man student a young male student would like um experience thing in like a locker room or in the hallway mm-hmm. and then be like oh like that really made me uncomfortable i'm going to like make sure that like maybe someone i talk to someone so that it doesn't happen again Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that is almost something that never is, like, even thought about no. at, at, yeah. at school. Yeah. 
But yeah. Because like at the same time, when we like do a lot of like slut shaming and victim blaming and such like to women, we still see sexual violence as an issue that only really affects Mm -hmm. women. So it's kind of like the worst of both worlds because like while at least girls are like getting like attention for the fact that this is an issue or like awareness Mm, like they still aren't treated well for it and then like the entire school population like has a right to like know yeah and it's also like sexual harassment if it's happening like as much as like i i think that for some of the like myself and for some of the other people that i've talked to like especially in middle school like in like seventh eighth grade and then like kind of going into high school too but like it's bullying like at a certain point it is bullying and it is like is like really affecting how people are like living those years of their life Mm -hmm. and yeah and and honestly it like it segues into because like you can make all those resources available like you can put it up on posters you can talk about it to the freshmen you can like make it an integrated part of like your daily learning um but segueing into like something that I think is another big conversation right now um, in uh, in our group at SFOC and like what we're doing is writing consent curriculum and trying to get um, better consent curriculum implemented in at Conval and like hopefully maybe in the future other schools in New Hampshire. But a big part of it is like is bystander intervention and like and I think people like you know you're told to like oh, like, go, like, like you, if someone says something bad, like, you should tell them to stop. Or, like, mm-hmm. if you see someone bullying someone, you should, like, go tell someone or, 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 or confront that person. Um, but it's, it's a bit bigger than that, and it is a part of consent education that I, I think is would be very, like, relevant towards, like, stopping, like, these, like, issues is that, um, like, actually giving the students tools to to create, like, a better culture and, like, stop things from a smaller level because like I believe that like uh having the you know faculty like and our counselors and our title nine coordinator like that is their job and like that should be their job but then it's also their job to make sure that students have the tools to like be able to stand up for themselves and Mm -hmm. like and know what to do and know what the resources are and and have the tools to be able to know what is happening to them and what is happening to their peers and and be able to to do something about it that's like actually productive right and especially because if students are taught to have that if they're not taught to be able to do that in kindergarten or middle school like if they're even being able to have that taught to them in high school Mm -hmm. um and even being just like shown by the adults in their lives like hey if something like this is happening to you like you should you should be able to go to somebody um and talk about it and make sure that you don't have to continue living like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that confidence um, that that could build from that is something that could definitely help later on in life, maybe in the workplace, if you're experiencing some type of um, harassment or assault uh, or anything like that. Just like even, even if it's helping uh, very in the moment um, for the student, like very day to day, even if the things that we're talking about, what Title IX should look like, um, is very helpful to students while they're in school. I think that those same values and that same uh, trust in in superiors and everything like that could could bode very well for those yeah. students later on in their lives. And then also on the flip side, that it's like if you're a perpetrator of this, like there can be consequences, and like that's I think that's also like an important 
thing or to like have. It like won't that be just accepted like, in a culture. Yeah, exactly. Like an and like this is like not in like acceptable like okay thing to do I think mm-hmm. is also something that like people really need to I, I think something that we hear a lot as students is like that that like those certain kids who um make those jokes a lot and then and and then it almost becomes like normalized even if it's not okay for other people to say it like it's okay for them to make those kinds of jokes because like oh it's just John or it's just Tommy or like (laughs) you know what I mean it's like I made up names but like (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to like anyone named Tommy or John like I'm not talking about you but like you know what I mean it's like very like it's okay for them to say it because right like like we were they're just like the funny they just don't know the comedians Mm -hmm. of the class you know whatever yeah yeah uh yeah yeah and I, it's like well it's like definitely a bigger conversation um like our counseling department and uh, counseling definitely in general we'll work towards yeah and it's definitely like a bigger conversation i think we'll probably talk about like in the future more um heavily more comprehensively but um we have like these tiers of like um help you can get um but you only can get like more help if you are showing certain um symptoms of like uh, of mental illness um so help you can get from from counseling mm-hmm. in schools in schools yeah specifically and like if you are so if you are getting bullied um or if you ha- are being sexually harassed or you have been sexually assaulted and it, and it ties you know and maybe it does tie into like the the school um campus and like the school culture and it's something that like the title nine coordinator is like it's their job to like be making sure like all of that is like not happening and if it is happening like figuring out how to like stop it how to prevent it how to help the people who are you know exp- like experiencing that negative um <clears throat> the negative attention but those like tiers like of help that they only get to students who are showing certain symptoms so like if i'm being if a student is being bullied but their their grades aren't dropping and they're still going to school and like their attendance is still good and like they're still participating in class still getting their homework in like even if they're like you know being really quiet or they're like kind of like going to their classes like very like quickly or like there's like certain like smaller signs I think that like Mm -hmm. aren't really like viewed as much and and I just I, I think that like the the reactions are like another reactions. I don't know what the I don't know if you not the right word, but like the I guess the ways that like pe- students can like express like what is happening to them like are varied in a lot of ways, and I mm-hmm. and I don't really think that these tiers are necessarily like taking that into consideration because you only get like extra counseling help that's not just like your main like education counselor who's like helping you pick your classes unless yeah. you're like diagnosed with like depression yeah so it's just it's not like a nuanced system at all and it doesn't try to help like the like most students because like most a lot of students like aren't specifically diagnosed or sorry about that um like or like have high functioning depression or anxiety or like Mm -hmm. or anything like that and like those kids aren't getting the help that they need yeah and it and it all ties together obviously like counseling is like a a whole nother a whole nother monster (laughs) Um, but it does tie into, like, what Title IX and, like, what their job is to, like, be 
be kind of like guiding students who they are like are supposed to be kind of seeing and like guiding them to their resources to like to help them Mm -hmm. because that is their job to help students like yeah and so your like we always say like counseling should be like survivor centric like title nine should be like student oriented like you should be talking to students making sure that students are okay like that the culture is like appropriate right and even if it isn't that like um like while it definitely should be uh even if it isn't that uh I think that the legal side of it our our school should doing more even for that than they are Mm -hmm. um because I think that like we were talking about earlier I think that a lot of this like this law and uh this title nine is being upheld a little in in secret and I wouldn't say in secret because I doubt they're like trying to hide it from their students but, but they aren't making any but they aren't to, making like, it show that they're on a top priority like the yeah. only I think the only way that they would really like and and show that they have these resources is like if a student it's like we were to like criticize them for not right. like and they would be like no we do have them we just don't make them accessible like, exactly. in any form. And, but they would never and I think say that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and we I have th- them. We just choose not to make them. <laughs> and I think that, like, like what Lorian's saying is, like, yes, I think in in the most ideal situation and what we think Title IX should look like, it definitely should be so much more student-oriented. But I think just to begin, like, I think even our school, Conval, should be doing, at, like, a little bit more even if they're not going to be completely, like, student-centric, like, for... I think they should be doing more than they are now just legal-wise mm-hmm. with the fact that there is that... There is that little part in there that says um, that the coordinator must be known and accessible, and mm-hmm. there is also a part, like, that um, a very clear uh, reporting process should be yeah. um, used and, and known to everybody, and... I think that our school even fails a little with with those things and that's yeah. I think that's um almost a little on like violation of mm-hmm. of it. And then also like students or like kids like anybody should know that like what they like what if they're experiencing harassment or assault or like bullying or anything like that like they should be able to know what it is and like know what to do about it because like I had like a friend like after listening to like our first episode which was kind of just you guys like you and Lily and Reagan mm-hmm. like explaining kind of like instances that they've <laughs> had um, <laughs> just try um they've had like of a harassment or assault and I had like a friend tell me like she didn't realize that like what happened to like what what happened to her was because she was kind of like just internalized it and made it like not a big right. deal but really like it was something that did affect her and like right, people yeah. don't even like they don't realize that because they aren't taught yeah, like that there's anything you can do there's so many like also another kind of uh something in our survey that the consent 2020 consent survey that a question was asked it was just like uh kind of a list of like has have you experienced like any of these things and then like a lot of people were like didn't know if they have been sexually assaulted or not they were saying like some people were I'm were, questioning. We're saying I'm questioning, like I'm unsure. Like Like I don't a lot know. more than you'd expect. Um, and it seems like it seems like something that you should like know if it had happened to you or didn't. And then honestly it's like it's not it's, it's so the, gray. It's, it's so it is nuanced. Well and it's because like 
people aren't given like the education that they deserve and mm-hmm. they don't even like to the point where they don't even know what's happening to them like which is like I feel like that's like a, yeah. an extremely like obvious example of like just like the lack of um of education and the lack of resources mm-hmm. and also like the fact that people are saying they're questioning and like like that idea of like not knowing means that like it's like weighing on your mind and like mm-hmm. you're like con- like constantly wondering like what like was that like should I have done something different? exactly like that's what that's really like a lot of the time I think what questioning exactly means. and like, again yeah. that the title nine um like sexual assault and harassment does fall under title nine like it is it is under that like little rule there so like our coordinator definitely like th- these are these problems that we talk about that we found in our survey definitely like pertain to to our coordinator and like things that they should be doing about um about this issue and I mean, hopefully we yeah. can get to a point where we can present those statistics that we found to our school. Well, but. and we have, like, our statistics that we have surveyed from our peers in our community, like, our youth in our community, and in some 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 older people in our community as well that aren't students anymore. But um, we there's also all the youth behavior risk surveys, which um, I don't know if our listeners know the, about those, but, like, Every couple of years, I, I don't know if it's if it's a federal thing or if it's a state. Yeah, thing. I'm not actually sure. Uh, so I don't want to like say that specifically, but um, like our school is mandated by law to send like have uh, students take these surveys, um, and I think and they're very like it's on a lot of topics. So it's like about some of the topics are like drugs, some of them are sex, some of them are bullying, um, mental health, like whatever it is. I think maybe there's like somewhere around like five or questions that have that are more relevant to sexual harassment and sexual assault and like it's very clear that this is an issue from those surveys Mm -hmm. and and so it's like obviously there's there's right because we have we we have seen the statistics and the data from those surveys and again it's like we are aware like we have the aware we've got the first step like we know it's a problem we can use data to back it up like we could like i mean this podcast is like dedicated to like talking about these Mm -hmm. issues and it's like as much as we talk about it like people who have the power and the resources to like help the issue need to step up and do exactly it. and i think that it really does speak to the issue itself that um that the students are more aware uh, of these problems and that um and that students are so aware of these problems enough that they start a start a youth organization <laughs> um surrounding sexual assault um and that the administrators in our school don't don't put in that same amount of effort to solve mm-hmm. these problems and i, and I um, think that they're they're i don't want to like say that or maybe not like, effort but i don't want to give them like aren't too as much aware. like you know i have a hard time because obviously like there needs to be a change and 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 you know as we've began to try to reach out try to make some some changes uh that we see that need, that need to be made like they they are they are listening to us it's it's just that it seems like a little bit late. Right, I think. and obviously, yeah, and we know that these these people aren't doing nothing. Like they like they do have jobs, and there are probably a lot of things that we don't see that they have to do and that they have to keep up on, and probably like, lots of rules not, that they like, have to tiptoe around. But like, why exactly? Not, like, why not but, give it be more like apparent about like, right. all those things that they're doing? Right, and like Lorian said, like I think it does, especially with us. I think it does just feel like we have to catch 
catch the school up and the mm-hmm. people the people that we talk with about this issue it feels like we have to catch them up to the point of like even if we've we've talked to these people before in the past and when we try to get in communication with them again they forget that we even exist and are like <laughs> oh so like what is your group like I don't know like it did um you know it just it does feel a little more like I think that what Lorian and Leo were saying earlier with like awareness like it does feel a little just sucky when we've been aware and I think that students are much more aware and it, it's really I think that well they're the administration that isn't so aware well they're the students are so aware of of mental health issues and of of you know bullying and of sexual harassment and violence and assault and because it happens to them right, yeah. <laughs> like that's why they're so aware and I, and 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 it's frustrating because I think I think probably lots of of faculty and lots of like people in the education like world probably experience that too. Like, yeah. I mean, the Title Nine is only fifty. It only came into existence like fifty years ago. Nineteen seventy two. Like yeah, so it's like July twenty third, nineteen seventy two. That's when it was. That's when the rule came into place. So like. That's an, that's a, a that's like less than a, a one lifetime. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Like like our parents, like uh, as a students now, like our parents, like did not have these resources. Like were like I don't know. My, I guess my parents are a little younger than that. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but yeah, but like it's like very definitely teachers. Definitely yeah, yeah teachers yeah. and no like teachers. no, <laughs> you're not that. Old. <laughs> and I would just like to touch on the fact that so we we also did a little research in um, just a, a, a very minimal amount actually of looking at some some cases. Uh, with Title IX and kind of like what those resulted in, um, like lawsuits uh, with Title IX is what I mean. And uh, two of them that we found, so there was one which is labeled as JK versus Arizona Board of Regents, and that was in uh, fe- uh, February 22nd of two, or 26th, sorry, of 2008. And um, I can just read this little blurb that I that uh, describes the case from ACLU.org. So it says, a federal court rejected Arizona State University's argument that it was not responsible under Title IX when a campus athlete raped a student even though it had previously expelled the athlete for severe sexual harassment of multiple other women on campus. The case settled and ACU agreed to appoint a statement student Oh, a statewide student safety coordinator who will review and reform policies for reporting and investigating incidents of sexual harassment and assault and award the plaintiff $850,000 in damages and fees. Um, And I think that this is kind of important to bring up uh, because of something that I think we talk a lot with in SVOC is that I think of a, a lot of attention for sexual assault and sexual harassment is very, very focused on colleges and um, even in this issue, uh, this case in this lawsuit that was um, going with uh, or against uh, Arizona Board of Regents, um, in the end, the settlement was that uh, there was a statewide student safety coordinator who's going to review and reform policies for reporting and investigating incidents of sexual harassment and assault. And, and that's a huge thing to be able to have. And um, I think that a lot of these like lawsuits and cases are are against colleges and I think that there's a lot of reform going on for colleges and like I said I think SBOC talks a lot about how these problems don't begin in college 
And I think that's very um, but also, much part of the reason why we talk about Title IX in high school and why we talk yeah. about these problems in elementary and middle school because if we had these same type of statewide student safety coordinator um, people in our, in our schools that are a little younger than college, maybe we wouldn't even be having these problems in yeah. colleges. And I think that it, it's an important thing to realize that all of these problems do start somewhere. And uh, even though college gets, colleges get a lot of attention about sexual assault and sexual harassment, I think a huge way to uh, prevent it from happening is to start talking about it earlier and to, and to make sure that um, Title IX coordinators in high schools are doing their jobs and doing these things that we've been talking about so that colleges aren't so unsafe and don't need to have several lawsuits uh, and things like that. So. And I don't want to like jump to conclusions about it but like it does seem like they they only had like that student had already been like sexually harassing and like sexually abusing students right Mm -hmm. like that in that uh, alabama case alabama arizona arizona Arizona. (laughs) the a's arizona case and so um like they had it like they could have like already had that faculty advisor like in place for that stuff but they didn't choose to like get that person into their school um until that they were until they Mm -hmm. were sued yeah until (laughs) after something until they were like until it had to do with like their reputation and their money and like and I and I think that's kind of like to be honest like that kind of goes for like a lot of of education like um you know like uh what am I trying to say but do you know like do you know what I mean it's like it seems like that is such like a theme of like having like knowing what's going on and like still waiting until like something Mm -hmm. really bad happens to do anything about it so exactly that right yeah but yeah so I guess that's that's title nine (laughs) yeah I I think we covered all the bases this one was a little bit of a longer one and I hope we didn't uh, like an information yeah I hope it's important too much it's an important it's important information I feel like a lot of people probably right learned especially from our survey responses we thought it was really important to make sure we did have a little informational session on what's going on because Mm -hmm. like we said in the beginning a lot of people aren't aware of these things and Mm You know, awareness. awareness. <laughs> no, step one. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank well, you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs>